You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you? The proud face said that I must eat this pie. This podcast is brought to you by the Witness Protection Program for characters not yet tainted by adaptation. Please, if you see one of these characters wandering dangerously close to a writer's room, call 1-800-READ-THE-BOOK and help us help them. We must remain vigilant. Their legacies must remain intact. Hello, we are Fire and Lunch. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 48, The Red Woman. I'm Jenny. I'm Rachel. I'm Lauren. I'm Katie. I'm Megan. And I'm Jess. All right, we are back for the season six premiere. Woo-hoo! Yay! Uh, I couldn't even bother to say yay. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not get to our feelings just yet. Um, before the episode began, uh, we had some fun times at our little premiere party, baking lots of food and uh, watching Star Wars instead of certain scenes. Um, <laughs> we and playing with BB-8. playing with BB Eight. Um, watching some Jurassic World, also while avoiding certain scenes. Um, <laughs> the marathon didn't go well. You so guys. what the marathon did... did not go well. Uh, but it was there. It was on. All right. So we made we made some stuff from the Game of Scones book by Jamie Lannister. Is that what's by? <laughs> yeah. Um, to varying degrees fact, of success. In fact, he retweeted our stuff. <laughs> Yes, our, we made things to varying degrees of success. Um, our our Jack and's coin cookies were pretty awesome, shiny and chrome, kind of rose goldish. It was good. Uh, we made three eyed raven tarts. They they turned out pretty good. The ones that you know were for the picture. Yeah, they looked no, they looked really good. The rest we turned into um, bloody fray pies. Um, and then we had the iron scones. Well, the iron scone. Which, the iron scone. <laughs> the one iron scone. Um, the one iron scone. That survived. But the scones were tasty. The, the, the scones were very tasty, and I was in a food coma after all the delicious food. <laughs> which, I also have to mention that uh, we had we had a guest, Fire and Lunch had a guest, Janelle from uh, Fat Fink Cast came over, and she made the most, the most delicious uh, Rhaegar pie ever. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> Seriously, like I'm just gonna be thinking about that pie for a yeah, while. Yeah, that was that, that was, was fantastic. That really was. <clears throat> so speaking of pie, yes. Um, let's move into our fray pie ratings for this uh, premiere episode. Uh, Lauren, would you like to start? I'm not gonna go with my my angry rant. I've I'm gonna I, I'm just gonna say it's a Simon and leave it at that. Although there there was okay. a little there was a little bit of Jared in there when I did my rewatch, but I was I was kind of angry this morning, so yeah. Let's Megan. I'm just gonna go with Jared, just because yeah, there are like two things that pissed me off, but otherwise it was fine. Like, you know, it was fine. There should have been fewer plot points and more resolution, but it was it was okay. Jess. Oh, I basically agree with everything that um, Megan said. So a Jared for me. I really enjoy your wording, though. 
What? Jared, too much filling, not enough. Yeah, there were just too many plot lines and not enough like substance to any of them because they were just jumping around a lot. Katie? Um, I gave it a Simon just because I was pretty i was just left it really unhappy um mostly because of certain plot points looking back on it there are certain scenes that i thought were really great and the performances are always solid but it just wasn't it's not anything that i want to sit there and like rewatch again and uh rachel coming in from a shy <laughs> i'm giving it a jared too because i i just didn't think enough happened for me to be that upset like there were a lot of scenes but not a lot of content and there were a couple things i really liked um so yeah just and and honestly the stuff about dorn i feel like it was a mercy killing just to take it completely out of yeah well when you put it that way i think i can tolerate it a little bit more (laughs) um i also went with jared i said a little bit of a soggy crust a lot of a lot of meh with some rage thrown in you know there were some good parts though but i do think it was probably one of their weakest premieres all right, so moving on, we want to give out some of our awards um, that we started last season. Uh, so episode MVP, uh, are we are we going with Brienne? Oh yeah, definitely Brienne. She she was solid. She you know she gave up looking at that tower last year, but she came <laughs> through in the end. They finally gave her something to do. And yes, I have to yes, say, it's did. nice to see Brienne, like, fight, because she really can just fuck people up. And it, it's it's a nice yes. uh, uh, contrast to some of the shittier fighting that, we, uh, that we're always forced <laughs> to watch. So Yes. <clears throat> you mean like that Dorn? <laughs> well, let's move on. <laughs> <The static. laughs> uh, well, no, a friend of mine actually said to me, like, a lot of the fights that are coordinated, he's a, he's a stunt man, he's a fight coordinator, and he's like, most of it is all bullshit. So I actually am really happy <laughs> to see something that was blocked well and, like, just done really well. I'm, I'm with Rachel on that. It was really well done. Yay. Yeah, it definitely was well done. So next we have our, our Stark watch. There's still no brand, <laughs> but we're assured that he's going that to be in the next sounds. episode, so that's very exciting. <laughs> Yeah, that's very exciting. They couldn't fit anybody else in there. Like, I was just happy he wasn't in there, to be honest. Yeah, well, you know, hopefully next episode will be better. Because there's too much setup to, like, do him in two minutes, right? That's true. Everyone else got two minutes, so they're not going to be like, remember this guy? Remember how he has powers? Remember how this guy's a tree? They're not going to... He's not a tree. He sits in a tree. They're making us work for it, guys. They're making us work for our Bran Stark moments. Jeez. (laughs) Well, hopefully next week at this time we will be excited and not crushed. So- You'll just be complaining <laughs> about the fact that the that uh, Blood Raven only has two eyes. Yeah. Only has two eyes. Yes. Um- you know what? I still have leftover eyeballs. I'm just gonna glue them to the fucking TV. No, That's but it. he needs one eye. And then he'll have all the eyeballs one on eye. his face. Um. So next is our Ned Stark Award. Megan, you nominated Davos. Yes, I did. I don't care, though. If someone else wants to nominate someone else, it doesn't matter to me. So, Megan, why did you nominate Davos? Uh, just because, I mean, he didn't... Ha- what is he doing? He doesn't have any obligation to the Night's Watch or to John, and yet he's just like, okay, I'll just, like, protect this body and John's honor out of... What? Like, there's... I mean, because he's a good person, and I'm not saying he's not doing the wrong thing, but unlike... I, well, I, well, Rachel will probably bring up Theon... Theon has an obligation to Sansa. Davos is just doing it out of the goodness of his heart. He could walk away from Castle Black and probably be totally fine. Yeah, but Davos is a, is a, a ship without a captain. I don't know about totally so. fine. He would starve to death. <laughs> no supplies. Yeah. As he helpfully ma- and, reminded and everyone. 
And I feel like it, 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 he does have some loyalty to John because Stannis was going to do so many things for John. And so even though Stannis is gone, he still holds that, that feeling. I, I Technically, honestly, he doesn't know that. The thing is, I don't yeah, think Yeah, I agree with Megan. His motivations are weird and sketchy, but... Well, Davos just kind of decides what he wants to do in the moment. He has had to do that his entire life as a smuggler. For him, he's looking at the situation. He's like, look, I'm fucked. I'm sitting here. I seize this guy. I think he's pretty decent. I take him out, his body out of the cold, and I'm going to protect it because this is all bullshit. He kind of follows his own motivations, but at the same time... You know, Ned does things for a very specific reason, and it's all about honor. Davos doesn't have that tie to honor the way that Ned does. He's just a decent guy. So if you're going to go for just decency, yeah, he deserved the Ned mm. Stark Award. If you're going for honor above all, then Theon, I think, would probably get it more. I disagree. I think it's loyalty above all for Davos. And plus, he probably doesn't want him around like Mel grabbing that body and bringing it to her <laughs> bedchambers. God knows what. <laughs> That's my reasoning behind it. Oh, um, let's move on to our fan favorite shout out. Uh, our group cheered during the uh, Ramsey scene of all things when he said he was going to feed Miranda to the dogs. Because... Only because we, <laughs> we completely <laughs> predicted it. That. Like that's it. We're not horrible people. We're just like, no, the show. Okay. <laughs> like... No, I'm a horrible person because I was really excited by that. Oh, well, Lauren, yeah. you know, he always does that in the book. So it was nice that, that was actually happening. Well, yeah, because he's, like, acting like he's so upset about the fact that she's dead, and I was like, no, whatever, she's not one of his dogs. Like, he's not actually upset. Um, Jess, you nominated the visual of Danny's burning fleet. Yes, because that basically represents all of us fans and our frustration that Danny (laughs) is still in Essos. Burn the shit down. But it also represents the TV show that it's sort of like a burning ship, you know? So I think... I think it had a lot of symbolism for book fans, but also show watchers that, you know, nothing's happening, the ship is burning, and then, you know, Danny's still stuck in Essos, not moving towards Westeros anytime soon. It's like, oh, we're stuck here. I'm like, yeah, we are. Well, it ties into exactly what Tyrion said, which is, well, she won't be sailing to Westeros soon. Yeah, Tyrion in his empty city and his wandering around, his walkabout, whatever the hell that was. Ugh. Um, I also... Eating small babies. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I also agree with Rachel's suggestion of the, the Lord of the Rings moment when Jorah got to play Aragorn and find the ring. Because what even was that? Like, I, if, if, it had been, if it had been among the bones, at least there was a reason they were looking at the ground. But they left that spot and they just walked over and he's just like... Here it is. Yeah, he legit just like... I know, and me and Joey were doing the fangorn far scene while that was going on. We were all quoting everything. Yeah, I mean, like, he just, like, kind of stood there, looked down, like, oh, hey, there's a shiny thing. This looks like a clue. Yeah. In all of that grass, he managed to find the one fucking ring. Um, He everything. Favorite one-liner? I do, like... Uh, Davos's negotiating skills. Thank you, Sir Alistair. We'll discuss amongst ourselves and come back to you with an answer. It was like an answering machine message. So it diplomatic. Good, it was good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I'm not available right now, but I'll get back to you as soon as possible. That's what it struck me as. Uh, so, like, we're do not they quite not have ready an axe? for. Like, I don't understand why. That no, only Ario has an axe and he doesn't get to use it. 
it's not politically savvy for them it's to totally like fun. break down the door right now. Like he then Oh sure. Because killing their commander. Well, like he's okay. actually on his way. Like Thorn is on his way to like justifying his actions, but he knows that if he flat out went on there and slaughtered everybody protecting the body, like he'd just get murdered. So he's he's kind of looking out for his own best interests here. You know what they should do? They should send Ollie. Fuck Ollie. Why is he even still here? <laughs> Why are they protecting the body in the first place? I, that wasn't explained in the episode. Because Melisandre saw him in his in her flames fighting at Winterfell, and finally prophecy has been brought to the show. Um, oh, okay. Or maybe they don't want him to turn into a, a white. Or well, they would have just burned him then. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't burn him. They left him out in the cold for like several hours. <laughs> and how they had their little meeting. Or as my mother put it, yeah. they months. probably were like, "Hey, maybe if he turns into a white and we have to kill him then, then no one will notice that we killed him in the first place." Right. right. I'm sure that'll work great. We don't, um, who did this? How did he turn that way? Uh, moving on to Grayscale Watch. Uh, it is traveling up Jorah's arm, and uh, Dario better watch out. It looks like a mosaic tile. It's very lovely. It's it's like a tattoo sleeve, right? He just needs to paint some go. of it. It'll make it really pretty. So like stained glass. Uh, exactly. There you go. Stained glass. Um, lovely. He'll be, the, he'll be the prettiest stone man in the land. <laughs> patch face. He's a patch face. Well, we've come wanted on, patch face on the, the show forever. That they combine with all the other characters. All the other characters. Be like Jora is also John Con is also patch face. Is also Yoron. Um. So moving into our well, we didn't really have any introductions, but we had some. Well, we had the introduction to unglamored Melisandre. Which was special. Some guy was freaking out. I forget where. Like Matt Matt mentioned it at lunch today about how somebody was freaking out that the naked old woman was um was like freaking out his daughter. And it's like, what is she not eventually going to be a naked old woman too? Like, does she not realize breasts sag after a certain point? Like it happened. It was it was just an odd scene to end the episode on, and it was very long and. There's no reason she actually needed to be naked for that scene. Well, it was confusing. It was like, is she taking off her, her necklace because she's giving up and lying down to die? Or does she right. just not That's sleep a, with yeah. it on? Right. Well, and she's had that necklace off before and she didn't look yes. like that. So there's a little bit of a continuity issue there. Um, we yeah. also, unfortunately, said goodbye to um, Dorn. half the Dornish characters, the male population <laughs> of Dorn. Um, I guess they finally decided to make women in charge of Dorn because they couldn't do it the way in the book. I, I really okay. have no words for this, so let's just move on to... Well, I have words. Yeah, I just we're, I we'll get there. We'll talk about that later. In Nerd Rage. Um, <laughs> so, the acceptable stuff of the episode... Uh, we can call it, you know, our Vagar all mode moments, but I also wrote acceptable Jared-level moments. Um, <laughs> so the the North stuff was pretty good, right? Yes. I mean, honestly, the Brienne scene is probably, it's my favorite of the episode, 
by far, but it's probably going to end up being one of my favorite scenes, period, uh, just because there's so much hope in it. I mean, the series is all about the stripping away of hope and just it's really dark and shitty and tragic. And this is the one time where you see these two characters getting something that they wanted and finding that hope in each other. I thought it was really wonderful. I just like the throwback to her doing the same thing for Sansa that she did for Kat. It was a nice parallel. Yeah. Um, and the John stuff was good. We've talked about that. Um, sad that, you know, he's just dead. But, you know, Ghost was there. Um, Mate, I'm sorry, yes. Megan. <laughs> How about Dragon in the Blood? That was pretty fucking awesome. Did no one else see that? I no. didn't see, and everybody's mentioning it. I, I didn't see any dragons. I was like, what? I said it looked like a wolf originally, but, you know, whatever. No, man. <laughs> I just thought it was an outline of his jacket. Rachel, you saw it. <laughs> I just yes, like I saw the dragon. Right? Okay, there was a dragon in the blood behind him. It's like a dragon's head and neck and like a wing. I could sort of see it. We had a uh, prophecy, like I said before, was mentioned in this episode three times, which was kind of interesting. It was like they were making up for lost time. Uh, we got a little bit of the Miriam Azure prophecy for Danny. We got the Melisandre seeing John in the flame fighting at Winterfell, and we got. More of the Maggie the Frog prophecy the Frog. followed by Jamie's fuck prophecy line, which kind of felt like <laughs> their attitude towards right. prophecy in Up the past five point. seasons. <laughs> I have to say, I love the fact that Cersei for once didn't blame it on. That's true. Jamie. That was nice. Usually, when everything goes wrong, it's always Jamie's fault. She was like, "No, it's not you." <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, but she had a weird look on her face at the end. I don't think that she's being entirely truthful. Well, Doesn't she blame we'll everything on happens. Tyrion, though? I mean, I'm surprised that didn't come out of her mouth. Yeah, actually, you're right. I'm shocked. Well, he's off in Essos. <laughs> She's plotting already, oh. and I think that I think that that will push Jamie away. God, I hope so. <laughs> uh, we also had Arya <laughs> becoming Daredevil, so that's cool. Um, God. It's such a weird scene. Like, why I would hope nobody she gets a, uh, notice like, uh, that there's pirate. kids ki- killing each other in an alley? That this woman is beating on a blind child? Yeah. I hope she gets a Dread Pirate <laughs> Roberts outfit, because that'd be cool. Um, or at least have, like, some avocados on hand. Well, I mean, th- there we go. think about it. Like, this is Bravo, so they're probably used to weird shit happening all the time because the faceless men are based there. So they're probably like, ah, we're not touching that shit. Whatever. You want to beat up on the blind girl? Go for it. <laughs> We're like, oh, blind girl, that must be another one of those people they're testing. <laughs> I just really, 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 really wanted there to be a cat, and there wasn't. I was upset. Um, still time. Not even a cat. Exactly. In the it been good. Um, so we have to thank the uh, patriarchy. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> that is a sentence I never thought I'd hear. <laughs> <laughs> like it's awful, <laughs> but it saved Danny from getting raped. So, cheers! Thanks, I feel patriarchy. Dirty. Well, you know, it's the parallel because you get you get women commit. You know, you get the misandry in Dorne, and then you get the patriarchy in Essos. Sa- you know, saving lives. Two sides of the coin. Oi. <laughs> yep. Hey, at least we got to hear it is known again. Yeah, I actually missed it. So does anybody else have any Rhaegar Alamode moments they would like to discuss, or shall we move on to Nerd Rage? I think we're at Nerd Rage. Nerd Rage! So, the main Nerd Rage is Dorne. 
Big shock. Um, Alexander Siddig deserved way, way better. Uh, yeah. uh, they just butchered. I mean, Dorn, the Martells. But the Martells are the one family that like doesn't have any infighting. And because of that, they're the one family that is actually a threat. And with everybody still making fun of them in the books, they still they also acknowledge that they could really fuck shit up if they wanted to. So to have a family that is that quietly powerful and really the only Targaryen heirs left be just gutted like this and turned into a farce. It's just ridiculous. Still upset that Arya never got to properly use his axe. I'm very sad for him. I'm sad that Tristane's not going to be (laughs) sore. I just, I mean, other than the fact that then Ilaria was completely changed into a completely different character, they should have given her a new name. It's like, why, how did how did this how did the consort of Oberyn Martell convince his daughters to kill their own uncle and cousin? It was ridiculous. Her dress was lovely, though. <laughs> Nothing I could say about the scene. I still don't understand how uh, Nymeria and Obara even like got on that ship. Like none of that made any actual sense, but none of it makes any sense anyway. So I guess I'll forgive them. That one they thing. They probably use little fingers, uh, time machine, TARDIS thingy. It's just... And now it just can float on upsetting. water. I just they got it. a pirate ship. I don't know. I don't I know. Was, they I rode was, really hard. I didn't realize how angry I was. Yeah. I didn't realize how angry I was until this morning when we started writing notes. And then I was just like writing things and trying to not write the things that I really wanted to write. But that whole scene just pissed me the fuck off. Like... I don't even want to see the color it, yellow. But but Jorah's shirt. It's funny because so I'm beautiful. like the opposite. I just like yeah. feel immense relief that it's over. But the thing is, is it over? Are we still going to have to see the Sand Snakes and Ilaria? Because I just want to never see them again. Yeah, that's the problem. We're going to see And it's going to be awful. True, wonder, but they're like, all completely different than their actual book version. So I'm kind of like, oh, do whatever you want. You don't exist. You're yeah, but- not real. Yeah, but we still have to endure their presence on screen. I'm like, are they going to go to King's Landing? Like, I don't understand. Now that they killed everybody, I don't understand what they're doing or what their purpose is in this story. It doesn't, other like, than make, I don't get it. No, like, other than making really crude jokes about their genitalia and, like, killing people. <laughs> I don't really understand what, like... Yeah, are happen. any of them, like, not bastards? Like, who takes over the, who takes over the ruling of Dorne at this point? <laughs> Nobody. There is no, it's a power vacuum. There's no actual, like, ruling power in Dorne, which is bullshit. It's bullshit. Which basically <laughs> means the Lannisters are going to come for them because they're going to be like, oh. The Lannisters, the Tyrells, if they ever get their shit together, but they only have Mace, so that's not going to happen. Mace? <laughs> not now, Mace. Um, hey, you're thing, on. He, you know, he's got stuff to do. Nobody tweeted that yesterday. The thing that, like, makes me, like, sad about this one, like, if, if the Sand Snakes do end up going to King's Landing... Like, that's a thing that is happening in the books right now, but, like, for completely different reasons, because Doran Martell is sending yes. them there as part of his grand plan, and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? It's just, <laughs> oh, it's just so upsetting. I'm just really sad that I don't do- get to see that dumb kid get burned alive. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I want to see him Do you think maybe they could, like, ship his body now. to Tyrion, like, to feed the dragons? Yeah. Watch, shake him, shake his body yes. at them like uh, <laughs> I will let uh, Megan rant about Sansa in a moment, but first I just want to, you know, say that the uh, Miranese people need to learn to write in Valyrian. <laughs> well, they could write Misa in Valyrian. Yeah. 
I just, I, I think just it's so like fucking hilarious that they continually do this with the graffiti in Marine, and they, yeah, Which and yet so there are two books that have been published by David about the languages in this show. They could just, you know, send him an email. Can you write these words in Valyrian? <laughs> I'm sure he and would do it. <laughs> he'd be happy to. And one of my co. Yeah, one of my coworkers wanted to know uh, where they get the spray paint from. <laughs> the same place as the the mask maker. He also sells spray paint for English graffiti and the flag, uh, the, the flag painter as well. The one who paints all of her dragon flat, like symbols. yeah, the the flags yeah. and um, the the red priestess necklace man. Yeah, um, yeah, he stands over them and says, "You will only write this in the common tongue. If you write but this like- in Valyrian." I will take that spray paint away from you. <laughs> That's the best part. It was almost as if they were like, let's acknowledge the fact that it's stupid that we keep doing the graffiti in English. And they have that whole like exchange. They're like, oh, I know. look at this graffiti. This one word is in Valyrian. <laughs> but it, the stupid thing about it is like the, the previous scene is all about Tyrion, like not understanding the language and how to speak it. And they're like, look, they all speak the common tongue anyway, obviously. <laughs> It's just, I just, it's so funny. Like, I just can't. I can't get over how funny it is. Well, we need a little levity in this show, so <laughs> thanks for that, guys. I'm just going to um, I'm going to start tw- tweeting in English at David and be like, I'm sure you can't read this. Or maybe you can. <laughs> I don't know what language I'm even typing in anymore. <laughs> um, so, Megan, I'm going to give you give you two minutes to rant about Sansa. Go. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about it though. Well, then 30 <laughs> seconds. Go. I don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't really want to talk about it at all cuz I'm kind of over. I don't ugh. I really I did I didn't mind her stuff. I just got really annoyed when they needed Pod to help her like accept Brienne into her service only because it's like, dude, they keep having her not seem as good as she is just to make the men in her storyline look better and it was just one more thing to add on top of it when that's like one area she knows really well she would know how to take a knight into her service so just let her have the moment don't need pod to insert himself in there he already inserts himself enough in the show can i add something to that in this scene she also turns to Theon yeah she does when like brienne gives like her her service like as reassurance like is this, this woman okay and like he gives the approving nod, and then she like does the whole night thing. You know, and well, she yeah, also in that kind scene, of upsetting. she also kind of said to Theon, "I won't survive without you," which is bullshit. You know, you will, girl. Like it's okay. You don't need this. Guy. I don't know. I just feel like she, she just leapt off a castle. She went through ice cold water. She's been chased down by dogs. Yeah, all if of that was Theon's idea. Seconds how to respond to something? I don't think that's shocking. I don't think that's. I think it's like holy fuck, I'm actually safe. I don't even know how to react at the moment. I don't think it was to, to make Pod look better. I think she acted like a person who was in shock would react. I mean, I honestly... You're not going to sit there and remember, oh, yes, I should be curtsying. No. I, rem- I actually agree with Lauren in that I thought it was a really beautiful moment. Um, I wasn't taking into account the other stuff that we just talked about. When I was watching it, I was just watching this girl who has just been through the ringer kind of have a moment where she is shocked. And then she's now gets this hopeful thing. She doesn't really trust it. She kind of doesn't know. She doesn't remember how to speak, essentially. And, like, I, you know, I, I did think it was really a, it, all over a, go- a gorgeous scene. And that was a nice little tick in it. And her voice gets stronger as she's going through it. Like, she's finally getting herself back. She's finally becoming stronger again. Like, it's, it's, you 
know, she just had a shock. <laughs> it's like, maybe I forget basic things. For me, it was almost ominous because she, she looked to, to Theon and she was being prompted by Pod. And because she wasn't relying on herself and because those decisions and words didn't seem like they were coming through her, it made me feel like this was an ominous scene. Like maybe she was being forced into yet another decision that wasn't in her best interest. Ooh. Well, we, sh- we shall see. Well, Brienne, Brienne looked like she started to cry. Like she was like, I finally did something. Well, right. yeah, for Brienne, that's an amazing, huge moment. Like that's what she's been trying to have. Yeah. For a year, or whatever, two years, and four for me, weeks, however honestly, long it's been. I <laughs> four years. No, Five I, minutes. I honestly, Pod and, and Theon to me were such afterthoughts because to me the moment was about the two women, and that's how I was looking at it. I really didn't care about anything else but those two women in that moment. Let's move on to. Well, we still can discuss the episode as an adaptation before it's all completely off book. I mean, Dorn still. Uh, I, it just kind of seemed like they wanted us to believe that Dorne is irrelevant, <laughs> which it kind of, you know, it probably, I mean, it probably is in the books to some extent too, because I don't see them actually, you know, really getting their shit together and things going well for them, because clearly it hasn't gone well so far, but it just, this just kind of, I just can't talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I think it all really depends. They've cut so many storylines that need yeah. Dorn for an entryway that it's, yeah. they've made it irrelevant. I don't know if it, and if it is irrelevant, but they've certainly made it irrelevant. Right. I just don't know what, I mean, I understand that they're like, Dorn's a fan favorite, like, place and storyline, you know, and we want to include this. We don't really know how to include this, so we're just going to do this. And it's like, but you, like, took out every single part of it that we actually liked. Like, I just don't understand their decisions when it comes to Dorn. I don't know. Um, this episode also confirms that Melisandre is super old, which we all kind of thought. Um, can we? Can I stop there? All- because... Their Twitter was kind of going crazy uh, last yes. night about how Mel must be Shaira Seastar. And Which I'm kind of like, well, what? why? The, the reason they think this is because of the she's glamour magic? Because <laughs> she's she old and she has glamour. Like, that's that's it. But there is there anything else that would make people think that? I don't know. Because, like, nothing from the books that, like, one chapter we got of her, nothing made me think... Like, I I looked her up just to see, and she's supposed to have, like, heterochromia, so she has two different colored eyes, and Melisandre doesn't have that. But they, then again, we're talking about blue-eyed witches. supposed to have two different colored eyes, too. Yeah. Who's supposed to have purple eyes? Yeah. Uh. Honestly, I can't see Dan and Dave delving back into Targaryen history to bring a character up. No. I think it's just people shipping, like, they want her to, like, cl- climb over the wall and, like, run to Bloodraven or something. I don't really... Right. <laughs> Although I have to say, she oh, looks significantly older than Bloodraven. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 30 years The tree years has older kept him, him alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I think we all the think that's bullshit. The tree that, that is bullshit, not actually so intertwined with wanted him. to... Yeah. Acknowledge that theory, um, but also be like, sure. No. Uh, and Danny is going to the Dash Colleen, which will be interesting. She's so excited about it. I, yeah. Honestly, I just, 
I'm curious to see is how she's going to get out of that. And I kind of hope that it's through an all-female rebellion. Which would be awesome. That would be fun. Funny since the episode ended with, like, that long view of, like, an old woman and, like, maybe yeah. maybe it will be, like, a bunch of pissed off old ladies <laughs> on horses. But I kind of don't have that much faith in the no. show. <laughs> it, Definitely it would be not. a beautiful thing, though. It would be. I think she's going to learn a little bit about what it means to rule from them as well. Because she's been kind of trying to do it through conquering. But she doesn't know how to actually rule anybody. And here's these women who are in charge of kind of wrangling all of these different tribes and they're the legal like faction of the Dothraki. And I think it's gonna be really good for her because she yeah. needs a little school in. I agree. Sense. I agree. Well I hope they do some of that justice. I'm skeptical. Although why is she being stripped and beaten? In I that don't one know. <laughs> Maybe the old ladies are cranky. I was really ragey when the guy, like, used the whip on her when he was bringing her to... I, I was just, like... I, I think I, like, saw stars for a second. I was like, what? Why? When they were adult... When they were talking shit about her and she had to keep her mouth shut, I was like, oh, okay, this is D&D's commentary on, like, the, the, the everyday life of women in America and <laughs> Europe. And- right. Like, this is, like, walking in the streets of New yeah. York on a summer Thanks. day. Like, great. Thanks. <laughs> um... So, anything else about adaptation? No, I think that's about yeah. all the adaptation we got. Um, so I have to say of- that I'm in a much better mood, like, just kind of this season. Just because I don't have any frame of reference. I'm kind of like, oh, they fucked it up, but it's fine. <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> you've got the Greyjoys coming. You're going to regret saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to. I will eat my words, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um... Enjoy it while you can, hon. Speaking of adaptation, we're gonna get we're gonna get Bran coming up, which means we're gonna get flashbacks, which means I'm gonna cry about the Tower of Joy when they screw that up horribly. Oh my god! Um, or you're gonna rage. Because that's gonna be an gonna incoherent be like some guys episode. Fought in like, front just... of a wall. And... It already hurts so <laughs> bad. Um, I can I can see what my nerd rage is gonna be for the Wymans. It's gonna be great. Be like they didn't use the line, and I hate them forever. Um, <laughs> Blue roses. Uh, that too. What else are people looking forward to? I don't even know anymore. Uh, ba- ba- uh, so, uh, dying. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. John no lo- John no longer being dead. Okay, so I'm telling you, episode nine. Was, episode nine say, is my quick, prediction. Quick predictions. Now that mine has been uh, foiled, what do we got? Uh, mine was. Ep- I said episode two. Episode two. Jess, what do you say? Of, of John re- yeah. revived of uh, yes. first 10 minutes of next episode after we find out who his parents are like I think there's going to be a flashback to like <laughs> Rhaegar and Lyanna so <laughs> I told and then that's a lot to happen in the first when, 10 minutes well, it's going to happen after like some sort of reveal of who his parents are and that's when it's going to happen Katie um, I think either last 30 seconds of episode four or beginning of episode five, just as the kind of like the midpoint turning point of the season. Because now he'll be like, they have this whole other shit. They do hear his backstory and then he's alive. And now what? And that'll kind of lead us into the final seasons of the show. Megan? I'll say two, but I don't, I think they could also do a cheap fake out in two and actually I was going to say three. three. Now my new answer is going to be three. <laughs> Jenny's getting a cheating. Jenny's getting a keep pushing that back. Well, I already failed, so. (laughs) 
Um, so speaking of of the corpse formerly known as Jon Snow, let's let's give him a toast and to everybody protecting him, and to Ed for being there, and probably that Brian guy from the latrines. Um, <laughs> and Sir Davos and Sir Davos's mutton sandwich because yes. that shit's happening. Yes. So yes. to the corpse Yay, and to his mutton. protectors. Cheers. 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 All right. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody. Bye. 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 And so he broke that Yes, now the pie crusts cover his kin. Revenge, it tastes so sweet. So next we have our, our Stark watch. There's still no Bran, but... The preview for the next episode. <laughs> oh, New York City. <laughs> oh, that's New me. York City is I'm sorry. That there was no brand.